Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Well, what the faff indeed. It was a hard one this week to find a song that was relevant to uh, the Big Bash news this week, which is Fuff Duplessis joining the Big Bash. We predicted it. He's going to go to the Scorchers. But there we go. That was an Afrikaans song with What the Fuff in the band. And you can hear it there. So there you go. I found another song <laughs> relevant. Um, welcome to the show, Nathan, from Supercoach Guns. It's fabulous to have you on. Thank you for having me. Another big week of uh, news to get through, as well as some uh, new Supercatch stuff to talk about too. Absolutely. I mean, it's a big week and I really, I, I was, as the news was rolling in of what was happening, it was making me look at my team going, well, I don't like this now. I've got a few things that just don't sit right with me and my team looks pretty much it's, it's quite a bit different now um so it is a lot of things for us to cover in the show also we're going to cover um some questions that have been coming to me steadily um all, all through the socials about some of the basic stuff about um the bbl super coach we know we've got um boosts this year which is for us who know how to play and how to do all the basic stuff that's probably the only new addition for us but some people don't know what we're talking about when we're saying a loop or having someone set up on a bench to loop we're going to answer those questions for those people who want to just understand what we're referring to when we talk about those things. So that should be good. Um, yeah. A quick hello to everybody. Follow us on all the socials, Supercoach Guns on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you'll find Supercoach by Adrian Asaurus on there as well. I think that's all we need to cover with that. Um, I wanted to mention Ben from Honeyball BBL. If you're not following them on all the socials, they're on those three um, big socials as well. Give them a follow. They have got in-depth form lines, um, player profiles, lots of great experts um, in, you know, sort of cricket BBL type stuff. They're an absolute great follow. Um, and coming up very soon from them is going to be their Honeyball BBL Supercoach magazine. Um, very shortly, yours truly has actually got a little article in there talking about um, the boosts and how I think you should use them in the BBL. Um, we're going to actually get Ben from Honeyball on the program Um right on the launch time of that magazine. We'll talk about what's in the magazine um, and we'll get some of his expert opinions on this year for BBL. Should be really good. Yeah, it will be good. I, I've also been asked to answer the same question as you. Yeah. I, I imagine we'll have very similar responses, but mm. it's going to be it's an interesting thing to deal with this year. Yeah, I mean, for us who have played um, NRL, I think the AFL guys have had the boost as well. So we're probably a bit more equipped with, um, you know, the way we like to use them. I certainly learned a few things from um, the NRL comp last year and and when I used the boosts. And I've got a couple of opinions on how you should use them in the BBL. But it'll be good to, um, you know, read that article or those um, sorts of things in the magazine. But we'll have Ben on the yes. program um, talking through what's in the magazine. I got a copy last year and it was absolutely terrific. It did actually switch weigh me on a little bit of um, super coach stuff and who I wanted to go with. I don't, I mean, I had my worst year in bloody ages, so it didn't help, but that was probably the COVID and the extra 
you know, scorches gave. There was a few yeah. things that went wrong that ruined my season last year. Um, all right, well, what the fuff? That's the big news. We predicted it. Faf de Plessis going over to the scorches. Um, it's there's going to be some implications for Super Coach. Um, you know, look, talking about it from a super coach point of view, we were all sort of umming and ahhing of how you're going to get in um, Mitch Marsh and Jai Richardson. Well, now let's add an absolute, another huge name to the list, and he's not going to be cheap, is he? Oh, no. I, look, it wouldn't shock me if he was 180000 Um, You might actually have to start him on your bench. He might be the one to start because you've got Jai Richardson with the heel injury, which we'll cover later. Mitch Marsh is just simply too expensive. And, yeah, I know it's 180000 but he plays the double. And you're going to want trades because there's no doubt there'll be someone that just emerges from nowhere that does well round one who might have an insanely good role that we need. Yeah. I mean, Jai Richardson, we had that plan getting a scorcher of good value on the bench because we wanted to have money for Mitch Marsh in round two. Um, Faf is, is a perfect guy for that, particularly because he's probably now in the big three that you want. The big three that I find myself wanting now is Mitch Marsh, Faf, and um, Jai Richardson. I am worried about his injury, but we'll cover that later. Um, he is going to be expensive. We haven't had it actually drop down into super coach yet, but I'm picking, um, you know, some of the premium um, picks that we've had in the past have been right up around there. I mean, Trent Bolt was 180. He could even be more, maybe, I think. Um, Faf, you you think it's still possible for you to have Faf, Jai Richardson, and Mitch Marsh in your, in your team by round two? I think you've got to find a way. If you don't find a way, you'll fall behind. And whoever finds the way in the most efficient manner is going to get really ahead. Um, I think it's absolutely essential to own those three and maybe another scorcher. I don't know. But you've got to need those three. Yeah. I mean, once as soon as the FAF news hit... I made changes to plan for that exact scenario. Um, it's not going to be for everyone. Some people are going to say, "Well, I don't want to spend 190 on a on a on a bat," but I think he is a premium bat, um, and I I I would not feel comfortable going into the round with them on a double, a big huge superstar like Faf. So, um, look, the, he's going to go into the batting order. I'm expecting that he has done a bit of opening in short form cricket in recent times. Uh, he's predominantly been a number three. I expect to see him in in that position in that team. He's here for seven games, um, which is not too bad because, um, you know, you get a bit of faff time. And I, I kind of like that more than the um, Dre Russ short, you know, because they've got nothing relevant. But they've got to double the scorches and faff's mm. here for seven games. I like it. But in that batting order, where do you see him going? And who is he, he going to impact? Because he's going to take one of those top three mm. spots. I think you and I both have a guess who it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I can tell you now, Josh Inglis is not the standout player that um, he was. He has been tipped to be much this preseason. This massively negatively impacts him because he's not going to be opening. I think Faf opens up with uh, Salt. Yeah, there you go, Salt, and then Marsh. Marsh needs to stay at three, so Inglis is going to bat at four. In saying that, is he still a pick? Absolutely. Like even even at variant number four, he's worth 130000 So I think he is worth the pick. He'll do well still, but don't set your sights on him reaching your 150, 160K mark. 
Yeah, I agree. And you got to kind of look at if you don't want to go in now because he doesn't look as alluring. Um, if you didn't already have a Jilks, maybe he could be an option for you. Who I think he's firming to be the opener. And they've obviously got the back-to-back double, but you know you're going to need to find money for your second one. Some people are going to uh, Joe Clark, so maybe you could go a Jilks uh, if because he's opening and he's got back-to-back doubles. I think it might have put him ahead of Inglis if you are only going to go one of Inglis or Jilks. Um, to me, if you're going to go anywhere else, if you didn't have Joe Clark money, the only one that really appeals to me is Matty Wade. And we don't even know for sure where he's going to bat, but he's 120 K. So it is going to affect Inglis. I think at his price, he's just an absolute steal. Um, he may not be somebody that you pick every week in the first round when you've got him there for a loop, it's perfect, but you, and obviously the, on the double, it'll be good. You may, you know, move him on after that, or a couple of weeks after that, you may not even play him, you know, but, I still think he's a decent enough pick for teams. Um, so he Faf is replacing an international, the, the old uh, alleged drugs um, cover. So he's going to be there and playing every game because he's their third international. I think that's yep. important to note because we've got a couple of other signings where they're fourth international, and that's really thrown some curlies out there. Um, we'll talk about them as well. The first one is Kadir. Uh, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Usman Kadir. Yeah, um, he signs with the Thunder. He's a replacement um, player for Sanger, t- Tamvir Variety, um, who's a spinner. Um, but he's their fourth international. Um, so mm. is he available from round one? Well, obviously the Thunder are very relevant because they're the double team. And as a fourth international, it, you know, um, when he's available is very much key because I think that that worries me on uh, Faruqi um, because – it's not going to be Hales that drops out of the team, is it? Um, and it's um, who, who's the other one? Um, it's unlikely to be Rousseau. Yeah, it's not going to be Rousseau either because he's a bigger name. So it's probably going to be Faruqi <laughs> or um, or Kadir who's going to get the game. And even then, um, it could be just on track. So you know, if if it's a spinners, what are, what are they playing their first two games? I mean, it just makes me feel much more nervous on Faruqi. What about you? Um, no, I completely agree. I've ditched Faruqi from my team. That. That really only lasted one week. It was looking like such a beautiful thing, a $105,000 death bowl of playing two, four games in two rounds. I was all over that. But then Usman Kadir has come in and ruined it. Um, yeah. I imagine Kadir will be 105 as well because same tier of international quality. Um, the Thunder, they play at Monica and Showground, two grounds which I would say are more spin-friendly. So I think Kadir will play both games. Yeah, I mean, I, then, I, I wouldn't be happy to lock in that either of those two are a guarantee of both the games. I mean, yeah. you could it could blow up in your face potentially, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. And I think it's important probably not to pick either of them round one. Yeah, I, I just think there's a few other. I mean, I would prefer like um, Nathan Coulton Isle now, you know, because he's going to play. I mean, he's always the danger of not playing the second game as well, but we'll talk about some other names as well. But I just think that um, that signing, um, if they want to go in with a couple of spinners, because look, they've got Green, who's a defensive bowler. They want a wicket taking one. That's also going to affect um, Jason Sanger. Um, because if um, if if uh, he was ever a chance of bowling two, you know, a couple of overs of spin, that's gone now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's batting at four. He might bowl an over. He probably won't. I want nothing to do with him now. Um, there's just it's a bit part role at best. 
he's not in good form himself. He just got dropped from New South Wales because of his poor form. Um, nothing. So, in a bit, and you upgrade someone else, you upgrade Jai to Faf, you downgrade Sanger to Joe Clark or um, someone at 140,000. That's how you do it because it's just not going to happen with Jason Sanger. Yeah, I think uh, it was a, a little crutch to lean on despite the bad, you know, form with the bat that we've been seeing in the lead up to the BBL. But I just reckon he's a no-go, Faruqi's a no-go, and I don't even have any interest in Kadir either because I just worry about him getting both of the games. Well, I mean, not for Sanger. Um, well, maybe on yeah. his form. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah. Yeah, the bowlers worry me now because there's just two internationals there fighting for one spot. Um, Sam Hain signs with the Heat. He is their fourth international. Um, when is he available from? Uh, and what are the, the, the implications there is going to be probably on Whitley because it's not going to be Munro or Billings that go. Um, is he even going to take a spot off Whitley? Uh, well, he, he's actually been signed as a replacement player for Munro or Billings when they go off to the uh, UAE League. Yeah, so he's probably just going to sit there on his hand. Even if he's here, he's not going to get those initial games. He'll no. just come in. So he's he's not somebody that obviously is going to be there for the Heat double, um, and he's one, I guess, that we don't really care about because he's not going to be relevant. Um, what else have we got? We've got Jai, Richards, Jai Richardson injury, which we brushed on at the start of the show. He's had a heel injury, and he was expected to make um, a comeback in a recent game couldn't couldn't get it done. Now, mm. what's he got now before the BBL to prove his fitness? Um, so he's actually got nothing. So he's just got to um, hope that his heel's right. Um, Adam Voges said in an interview that he's only hopeful. He's not confident. He's hopeful that Jai's fit for uh, the first game. So I absolutely would not bench stash him. You can trade him in once you know he's in the eleven. But I wouldn't bench stashing now. I'd yeah. rather go with a Time or Mills if you're not comfortable paying up for Faf, Jason Berendorf, and even a Peter Hatzaglu is starting to interest me a little bit. He's been taking a lot of wickets in the Abu Dhabi T10 League. I think he had something like three for 10 off two overs, which in a 10-over tournament where you're usually scoring 120 runs in the 10 overs, that's very good figures. Yeah, and so, Ty. I've, I've seen some good stuff from Ty as well. So there's a few yeah. different options there. But look... They've got such a stacked bowling lineup when Kelly um, and Morris, uh, you know, they're on the outer of that team. Even if he, say, fronts up, when it is round two, remember, because they're on the bye. So, you know, he's got a little bit, he's got an extra week pretty much, you know, to get it right. But there's a chance that they might just play him for one and then rest him for the second. Um, I really just don't think you want to risk a stash on the bench unless it's somebody who you're absolutely bolted on to playing both the games and someone like, um, I don't know, I guess Faf or um, Ty or whatever, you know, you think they're going to play both of the games most likely. So I just think it's a bit safer. Um, look, the Shadab rumor, we would have heard something more. We would have heard something by now. It was just that person. Obviously it looks like they misread the situation with the replacement player, i.e. what Sam Haynes doing covering when they yeah. lose a player. Um, yeah. I don't think I think Shadab's going to be here and be there for for round one. It looks like. Um, as far as we know, as I said a couple maybe last week or the week before that, assume he's playing until he isn't. 
with this. I'm not it at the time I was like, okay, get get a plan in place in case he is, you know, unavailable for the whole tournament. But there's nothing been mentioned on it since then. So I, I think he might be okay. Yeah. In which case you got to own him. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, I, I'm I've got him in the team tentatively, waiting to see if um, the rumor is true, and I'll deal with it if if he's out. My plan is actually something I've been pretty cold on, um, but I'm in a lot of chats where people are saying, "Well, he, you know, even though he was pretty average last year, um, you know, he still averaged pretty well." And if someone like Shadab was out, it really brings him into the reckoning, and that is Darcy Short. Um, 20k more, but I've I've got that cash there available. He's from the same team, and I think if Shadab's out of there, that really raises the bar of what um Darcy can do. Because when he gets the ball a number of overs, he's a bit of a wicket taker, and, and usually a game every game he'll jag one just because of his style um and the way he bowls. Um, I, I reckon he'd probably be my replacement. But I mean, Darcy. Because that's a that's a brilliant role. Darcy Shaw could bowl probably will probably bowl more than two overs. He'll be the lead spinner. Um, he's opening the batting or at least batting the top three. Everything is just perfecto for Darcy Shaw in if this happens. Yeah, if it happens, he, he's the one that probably gets, stands to gain from it. Um, I think that's everything on the news. Um, nothing else. There's there a couple of like cheap. Um, you know, squad filling ones. I don't think they're going to really get um game time. No, it's just uh, there's this guy called Campbell Calloway. Uh, he's just signed with the Stars. He's not in the system yet. I don't think, but he'll be forty two thousand. Um, he will push for that number three spot for the Stars. This is clearly a development year for the Stars. You can tell by some of the signings that they're making. They're looking to blood some young fellas in here and see what they can get out of this season, I think they're already thinking about tanking for a low pick again next year. They've got no Maxwell. Uh, their internationals aren't brilliant outside of uh, Trent Bolt, and even he's only available for half the tournament. Joe Clark's in horrible form. Marcus Stornis is pretty much the last man standing there at this point. Zampa's there too. He's doing well, but they haven't really got that much. You know it's bad when you're picking Webster, Larkin and Joe Burns in your team. That's yeah. not good. No. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, if he did come in and he sort of jagged a, a, a third spot, you know, I, you'd definitely be more interested in him, that's for sure, um, at a, at that low price. Um, oh, it's just come through the old chat there in this in our um, Twitter chat that Siddle has re-signed. Um, now, that will, I mean, there was a player that I think he might even be in my lineup um, who I'd gone for as a bit of a pod in... Uh, What's his name? The bowler, uh, Thornton. Conway. Yeah. Oh. Well, Thor- Thornton. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Siddle is obviously going to hurt Conway as well, um, because he's going to take up four overs, isn't he? Oh yeah. No. Um. Harry Conway's cooked. Thornton might be cooked as well. It's it's going to be. Oh, how are they going to line up? That's a. It's a good question. How are they going to line up? Mm. How do you see them? Using their bowling lineup, do you reckon they're going to play Cameron Boyce? Do you reckon they get a only pick one of Thornton, Les Agar, Conway? Who gets it out of those three? So, yeah, I reckon Henry Thornton and Conway are probably going to get a run ahead of Les Agar. Um, if 
it'd be Conway that drops out if they wanted to um, bowl the second spinner in Boyce. That's my tip. I just, um, from what I've seen of where Zager, he's probably dropped a fair bit, you know, in yeah. form. Um, I think Thornton's probably the strongest one, I reckon, to partner, um, you know, a frontliner like Siddle because he's in terrific form. I think he's probably next cap off the rank for a spot in that lineup. So I think it's going to be probably Conway, you know, um, Agar, Boyce fighting, you know, over two positions, mm. the three players. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm optimistic. I've got Conway in the team with Thornton, Siddle, and Rashid, and then you've got your fifth bowler out of uh, Mount Short and Conda Grand home. Um, but Conway is a very tentative pick for now. He was, I if he plays, I love him as a cheapie. He'll be a great pick because he's not worth seventy thousand. He's a death bowler, bowling four overs, playing a double. You've got to own that. Um, but. I'm I'm warming to actually picking Peter Siddle outright, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, we have to see what he comes in at. I think he'll be in. The, he won't be 100k. He'll be like 150. No, money. no, he 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 won't be cheap. But I've got money to play with now, and like he's a he's a death bowler playing the double, um, and he'd be a bit of a pod because he's only been in the system for two weeks, less than two weeks before round one starts. Yeah, but I mean that's just another signing that was. It's probably you know makes it a little bit more interesting when you're picking mm. um, you know those um, strikers just fresh off the press. That well, I mean, we probably predicted that he I was waiting for. I was like, why isn't he signed already? He's, he's what yeah. else is he doing? He's got to come in soon. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't. I was a bit surprised that he hadn't been signed yet, but obviously something had to be sorted out. Yep. All right. Well, moving on, um, let's have a look at the current ownership of um, players um, and see if there's anything in here that sort of stands out to us that we you know, feel the urge to discuss. Um, Ownership-wise, there's not too many um, oddities in there. The top uh, four owned now is Stoinis, Rashid Khan, Sams, and Zampa. Um, I think that all makes a lot of sense to me. Darcy Short has jumped up. Well, maybe he was already in fifth, but he's in fifth. Um, Will Sutherland, people are still owning him. Matt Short um, in seventh. Bolt in eighth, which all makes sense. DeGrand home in nine. Maxwell is 10th. Get rid of Maxwell. He's not going to be there, guys. Um, but nothing in there really surprises you at all? Um, I think the 30% for Tim David still a bit shocking. I'm just, I'm not too keen on him at all. I don't see why, what's changed for him to be selected in your team. Yeah, where is he? I can't, I don't know why I can't find he's him. A, he's, num, he's number 11. He's at 29.3%. Oh, that's ship. right. Because I've got, I haven't, I'm, I'm looking at it as a, as a bowler. Yeah. Well, that's probably high. Um, He's probably going to bat five, you'd think, in that team at best, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, nothing really odd to me in there in the ownership. Um, I think it's, you know, the the top ones, we're starting to see a swing now towards the ones for the round one. Um, you know, there's some there's some in there that, I mean, people are still big, you know, very keen on Josh Philippi, but we already said we're happy to green light that as your sort of pod move if you'd like to go because he's certainly a class player. Harry Nielsen is still too high for me. Ben McDermott, 
Um, you know, I think with the entry of Faf, um, and if you if you're someone who's planning on Faf, Jai Richardson, and um, you know, uh, Mitch Marsh, maybe McDermott's one to rethink. Um, Inglis is going to still stay high because he's only eighty seven thousand. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris Lynn, Matthew Wade, um, you know, they're. Matty Matty Wade up at twenty four percent. We've mentioned I've mentioned it just in having him, but I don't know if I'd be. I think with the way the teams are sort of changing, um, I don't know if I'll go there with him um, now. Um, I don't know. You get down to to twenty one for yeah. Jimmy Pearson, so there's nothing that's too <clears throat> strange in there. I think all the teams are starting to get you know pretty similar. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, while we're talking about a couple of those players we mentioned in the top owned, let's put a spotlight on um, three players, one being Philippi, one being Darcy Short, one being Ben McDermott. Um, look, you just give me the pros um, for starting your, your year with Philippi. Well, why would it be a good idea? Uh, and obviously a lot of people are doing it. Why? What, what's the good thought about going with Philippi to start the year? Yeah, okay. So Philippi's quite a cons- uh, strong starter typically. He's also, he makes you feel safe. Like, you're doing super coach right if you own Josh Phillippe, usually. Um, he just feels like a necessity. He's a staple, really, nowadays. Reasonable price for him, too. I Like, he's not 190 like he could be. He's not 140 or 130 which would be an absolute steal. You know, he's priced reasonably. Um, the only con I have on him is he's not playing an early double game. Uh Round and so he is a little bit volatile too, I guess. But that's that's just any batsman, really, isn't it? So I, I like the Philippi pick, but I'm certainly not rushing to pick him. Yeah, I mean, it was just a shock to me that he was so big. I mean, he is a very popular player, I guess. Um, you know, you, I just think at 168k for you know, we both you and I have some players that are non double game round players. And I haven't sort of spent more than 120 K just taking another sort of 50 K out of your salary. It's interesting to see how the makeup of your team is when you're spending 170 basically on a, on a non um, double round player. Although when you put a list of players that can hurt you, if you don't own them, Philippi certainly fits into that category. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Darcy Short, um, I did mention that if there was no Shadab, he would absolutely be into my team 100%. Um, if Shadab is there, I still see a good role for Darcy Short. I've watched a little bit of him um, in the Marsh Cup and in some of the low, you know in some of the lead up games, and his batting has not been sensational to me. There's been the odd um, decent score. I posted it to the group the other day, but the bowling hasn't been great either. It hasn't been great form. If you were picking Darcy Short, it would be on roll. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it, I, I lose the appeal knowing that Shadab's going to bat at six and that one of the paces from seven to 11 is not going to bowl four overs because Shadab's going to be required to bowl four, which just really decreases the chances of uh, Darcy short bowling. So I, I'm not too keen on him if, with Shadab there. In saying that, when Shadab leaves then I really want uh, Dr. Shaw. Yep. Um, I just, he's one that I reckon we know the best of Darcy Short's like a 90 averaging player um, at the, at the start of the tournament. I don't know when you've got like a wicket taking hit. Cause that's what 
Shadab Khan is. They used to bring on Darcy Short to jag a wicket. Um, and I reckon they've already got that in Shadab Khan. Um, and look, I, I, you know, if you're going to take a punt on Philippi or Darcy Short, I don't mind it, you know, because they're, you know, Philippi's going to take catches with that bowling lineup. So he's got some things to prop up his score. And, and there's every chance that Darcy Short will bowl and over. And he's going to bat in this sort of top. Oh, we're probably predicting that he opens. Um, so you, you could do worse, but I think I'd be more confident going with Philippi than I would with Darcy Short because he's it's been a while since he's been at his best in the BBL tournament, Dusty Short. Yeah, no, I really do hope he returns to his form because it's it's great to watch when he's in full flight. Yep. Um, Ben McDermott, $211,000 worth of him. Um, look, if you were afraid of what Philippi can do, you've got to be afraid of what Ben McDermott can do. Um, he's probably not... I, I'm, I'm predicting that he... Bats at three. Are, are you agreeing with me on that, or do you think he'll open with Darcy Short and Matt Wade will bat lower? I think he opens with Darcy Short and Matthew Wade bats at three. Um, I don't. I think that those three have to make up your top order, and then you've got your middle order specialists in Asif Ali, Shadow Carr, and Tim David doing their thing, and then you've got your your outright bowlers. You know, I think Ben McDermott's an elite player in Big Bash, but he's also like all or nothing, you know. As I think we went through it last week. He's wildly inconsistent. Um, the one thing that would throw me off buying Ben McDermott for round one is, one, the price, and the other thing would be that he's not in the sizzling form that he was in last summer. Like, he nearly got into the test team last year because of his form. He's not doing that this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why people would take a punt on Philippi, he's probably a tad unders of what his quality is. And Darcy Short certainly, you know, is a bit unders on what we know he's capable of. Ben McDermott's priced at what he's, because he finished so hot, he's priced <laughs> at, a, at a max. Um, yeah. So it's just such a huge, huge part of your um, salary to spend on one player who's not going to feature in a double game um, round early. Look, um, I see prob- – if, if I was going to take a punt, I would probably go Philippi out of the three of those players if I was going to do one, um, and I, and I would go Darcy Short second. I'd go Ben McDermott last at 211. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Um, the changes in our teams. Um, I, I had my team all ready to go, and then we heard this Siddle news, um, so it probably makes my team even more – change change again so next week we'll have another new team to talk about because i'm going to probably make changes again do you want to go first on how your team is lining up now i know that last week we had faruki so there's at least that change let's have a yeah. look at your team all righty so my keepers are still jukes and inglis um then in the batting i have matthew short daniel sams alex hales riley rousseau and marcus stoinis now I may as well just say that uh, things will change, but I have Joe Burns there as the uh, star's number three, you know, whoever bats there. And then what will happen is that the moment that Fat enters the game, Cooper Connolly will go down to bowl and I will have Faf as my emergency batsman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we'll just call it Joe Burns and Faf duplicate for now because that will be, Last longer then. 
Okay. And then I will have Sean Abbas, Rashid Khan, Colin de Grandhome, Shadab Khan, and Adam Zampa as my bowlers, with Cooper Connolly and Harry Conway as my bowling emergencies. Wow. I mean, I've got to, well, let's go find some sounds, Zato. Where are we? Are you for real? You've gone and grabbed Sean Abbott. I love it. I just quietly love I mean, that, yeah. I mean, we mentioned three names there, Philippi, Darcy Short, Ben McDermott. There's a player I would, you know, I love him. I just love him. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us the thoughts behind going, because obviously oh. he, he falls in the same category as Philippi, Darcy Short and Ben McDermott for double games. It's not as, because he's, how much does he cost? He's expensive. He's 205000 I've yeah. forked out for him. Yeah, you've um, forked out for him. I've just had my own in all preseason. I'm just like, I know this guy is going to score 60, 70 points every week. And I don't need to think about it. I can build my team around Sean Abbott for a little while. You know, he can be a rock solid staple. Yes, he's expensive, but he's also going to be one of my leading point scorers. Like, yeah. even in not, even when he's only playing one game, he'll still be up towards 100 points most weeks. So I figured I may as well lock him in now and not have to scramble for him mid season. That's that's what I love about it is that you've got him in there scoring where everyone's like, how the hell do I get this bloke in? You know, when am I going to pull the trigger to get him in? I've got to bring in these double game round players or I can't afford him. Um, he probably won't really drop a lot below um, that wage. He is 16.4% and a player of his talent, you know, he he very rarely is under 200K because he's just such a consistent performer. Um, I kind of like it. I, I, I've got to say. I kind of like it. Um, all right. Well, let's move over to my team. I've got Josh Inglis and Jilks. You talked me out of Joe Clark. And look, I keep seeing the great man Honeyball posting, you know, T10 leagues. And Joe Clark sucks nuts. He sucks. He's in some rotten form. I, I don't think I could pick him. I looked at the form line and I'm like, oh, there's no way. There's just no way I could pick him. Yeah, so, so I've, I've punted him. I've just gone with Jilks for savings, and obviously I'll get the double game out of Jilks. Matt Short, um, Dan Sams, Shadab Khan, Riley Rousseau, and Stoinis in my starting bat. At the moment, I have Mitch Marsh on the bench. I've got Mitch Marsh on the bench, but I'm going to do the same as you. That's going to be um, Faf. You know, I've, I've, got, I've actually got him in there because I've put aside the funds, but... With the new um, Siddle news, um, uh, one player that I've got on my bench will probably change now. So, look, it's not going to be Mitch Marsh. It's going to be Faf, who I'm expecting to be at least 40K cheaper. He's going to be 200, I reckon, at the most. Um, so I've got an extra 40K to play with. But I've got, I'm going to stash Faf instead of Jai Richardson because I'm worried about Jai Richardson's um, injury. Although I could just keep it as Mitch Marsh if I like it. You know, and then I'm just buying faff. I could probably buy, definitely buy two scorches, you know, two good scorches in round two, um, if I'm stashing Mitch Marsh. And I, we we've answered it over the previous weeks. Could you um stash Mitch Marsh? I've said no, haven't I? But I found a way to do it, and he's he's in there at the moment, waiting for Faf to come into the game. Yeah, I think as this uh, preseason's gone on, it's started to become more and more culturally acceptable to stash a massively expensive scorcher on your bench. Like, I look at my team right now has Tymel Mills because he was the closest to Faf in price. And I'm very happy with how it is in terms of its balance. And I think you must be pretty happy having Mitch March in there. 
and the balance of your team as well? Yeah, well, so, you know, I've got Short, Sams, Shadab Khan, Riley Rousseau, Stoyness. Obviously, I'm starting with Shadab Khan, but I'm getting a look at Hales on my bench. He's my other batter with um, Mitch Marsh. So I've spent pretty big up there, apart from Stoyness, um, and Rossell's pretty cheap as well. But I've stashed a Mitch, um, and I'm going to get a look at Hales. If he's good, I'll bring him in and sit Shadab Khan. Um, into my bowlers now, which, you know, I've spent a bit of money up in the top. Um, Rashid Khan, I've gone and brought in Colin de Um I'm not 100% married to that, but I, I just like, I feel like where he's, he's going to bat most games, and I think he's going to bowl an overall two. It's just trying to find a genuine all-rounder, and that's what I kind of, was getting at when I was saying Darcy short, if Shadab's not in there, because that's a definite all rounder role. Um, a lot, a lot of people say they don't think Colin's going to bowl. Um, but I, I reckon he might bowl a couple. Um, so I've got him in and I just wanted to get the balance of my team, um, better for less stars, the right amount of thunder. And it's, it's a, it's a more of a safety pick having some strikers in there because they're not going to go straight into a buy like the stars are. So just makes it easier for me next week when I'm trying to, you know, have a look at a loop bench is to keep a striker or two in there. So I've gone with Colin de Grand home. Um, Michael Neister is still in my team. I've still got him. He's my Shadab, you know, in the bowler section, I've gone Nathan McAndrew. Now, I I was actually arguing with someone in our WhatsApp group um, about Doggett versus McAndrew, and I did a bit of a dive on um, McAndrew and his form. He's in bloody terrific form with bat and ball. I mean, he is definitely going to be in that team ahead of Doggett. I have no doubt about it. And now, um, with the dangers on Faruqi, McAndrew is the willy, I reckon, of their team. (laughs) I tell you what, he could be. He could be. that's a brave pick. It's a brave pick. Yeah, look. He's in, he's in form. He's in form. Oh, my goodness. He is in he, – with the bat and ball. He's scoring 50s and 60s with the bat, um, and he's taken wickets. He, I reckon he is way ahead of Doggett at, on form, Um, and especially if they go with Kadir and Faruqi's out, you know, Doggett might get a run. But I, I reckon McAndrew is – you know, he's up there. He, Sam's and McAndrew are the guys, I reckon. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think you might be right because the other thing to take note in is that um, Brendan Doggett hasn't set the house on fire in the few Shield games he's played. Like, he's been solid. He himself has scored 49 with the bat, but, like, he's got nothing on what the numbers I'm seeing here. How yeah. on Earth, has he done that? Yeah, he is. In, he's in some. <laughs> he's in some ripping form. So I, I just reckon he's bolted on. Anyone that I mention, Doggett v McAndrew in all the chats, I'm in. They're like, no way. Doggett's a genuine eleven. He's not even bowling better. McAndrew is the man. He's in there. He's. He's. They're like you. You loved Willie Ado. So if you loved Willie and Willie's gone, look at McAndrew. And I people convinced me. Um. So I've got McAndrew. He's in there at the moment. This this is changes week to week, but McAndrew's in there, and I've got Zampa. Um, so obviously I'm going to get a look at a bench person, a la Hales in my batting. At the moment, it's Harry Conway. Um, that was because you know I've got to obviously pump a bit of money into Mitch Marsh, who's going to be um Faf. Once I get that 40k probably back from um Mitch Marsh to Faf, I'll, I'll probably get Conway now up to Nathan Coulton Isle. Um. 
I like to have a look at somebody on the bench. What I'm going to do with Conway there is he plays before Nisa. So I'll have him on the bench as a loop with, with, you know, not a great deal of confidence. If he goes shit house, I'll just play Nisa. Um, if he goes well, I'll, I'll bring him on for Nisa. Um, if I was going to go with Conway, I think, you know, realistically, I'm going to probably go Faf instead of Mitch Marsh and then get Nathan Coulton. Oh, um, I, you know, in my very, very first team, I had Nathan Coulton Isle and then people got me doubting whether he was going to play both the games. I feel like he's going to be, um, he's going to play both games in, in round one. They may be managing yeah. later on in the tournament, you know, but I think he's going to play both the games in round one and I, he's going to bat probably what seven and bowl these four overs. I agree. Uh, no. I think the resting madness about what they were saying um, it was a bit over over the top, to be honest. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I'm happy with that team. I mean, um, Mitch Marsh down to Faf, and I can I can get Conway up to um, Nathan Coulton-Isle, who'll be my loop on the bench. Um, and if I don't like him, I play Nessa. If I don't like um, Hales, I play Shadab Khan. I really feel like the team is strong enough. Um, you know, I probably in the bowl, Rashid Khan is the only one I've got that's sort of above 150K. I've gone for some value in Colin de Grandhome, Nessa, McAndrew, Zampa, and Nathan Coulton-Isle slash Conway. But um, I really feel a pretty good balance. And I feel like... I haven't got anybody in there. Like, obviously, I'm doing a little bit of speculation with McAndrew, and I'm doing a bit of speculation, you know, that Nathan coulton Isle at his age is going to play both the games. But um, I feel much more confident, you know, that was that was Faruqi, you know, and now I feel less confident on him, and I'm going to go, and, and I'm going to go with my pod pick of McAndrew. Yeah, nice. Sorry, I just had someone calling me. Yeah, so I think I like the teams. Um, you know, clearly you've gone with the pod playing pick of Sean Abbott, um, and I've gone with being able to stash the incredible, the most expensive player of the game in Mitch Marsh on the bench. So sorry to all you people out there that are um, that I say you're a lunatic for stashing Mitch Marsh because I've I've just managed to do it in my team. <laughs> um, all right, let's move it on to the viewer questions. Um, I had it open just this morning because we are recording a day early. Let's see what I've got in here. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of questions. Um, the first one in here for you is how are we going to afford all for the double Ty, Faf, March, and Richo if they all play? Go for it. Right. So it's a great question. Uh, it'll come down to your team balance. Obviously, you're going to need a stash one in your bench. I think you definitely have to sell Matt short after round one to get the funds. I think you're taking Matt short to Mitch Marsh. You're going to try and stash Fat Duplessis on your bench. You need to find 50000 from someone somewhere. And then you need to find a way of getting Jai Richardson if he's fit. I think you say stuff Andrew Ty. Mm. Um, I don't think he could. I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's surplus to requirements. Yeah, I, I think um, Ty, Faf, March, and Marsh, and Richo might be a stretch. I think you go for three out of the four. Um, and you may be somebody who says, well, I don't feel confident in Richo, so I want to go Ty, or I just couldn't quite afford Richo. I think they're the same price, aren't they? <laughs> I, mean, I much prefer um, Richo. Yeah, 150K yeah. or something. 
Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think the thoughts now that you've got an ex- two really expensive players in Marsh and Faf, um, maybe you don't go for four, and you can throw Mills in there. I think is a pretty good option as well. But I don't know if you can own four. Um, you know, successfully, if you wanted to own those four. Um, oh, here's here's one. We've obviously put the kibosh on him ourselves as well. How bad is Sanger going? Leave him out? Question mark. Yeah, leave me out. Um, we, we talked about this all before. You can't pick him. Yeah, out of form with the bat, he's not going to probably bowl up um, now. Um, and he's 170K. So I think, um, you know, all signs point to no. doesn't mean that people who are going with him um, may not be laughing at us at a certain point after round one. Um, but, you know, I, I just think leave him out. He's, you know... Um, I, I just can't find my way into picking him or Joe Clark based on form. Um, oh, here's one which is along the lines of the first um, question. In order of best, um, can you rank for me Richo, Marsh, Faf, and Ty? I think we both clearly said we'd rank yeah. Ty last. Yeah, agreed. Marsh one, Faf two, Jai three. Oh, here's another Five one four. of someone who's got my... Um, thinking um i think i was pming with this person actually the form of mcandrew is quite nice reading is he worth a pun well ado says yes what do you say i think he might be i don't know how i'd get him in but i think he might be yeah i mean bat and ball he's the new willie mcandrew is yeah. willie in i reckon so if you loved willie i think he might be your guy um, for cheaper for forty k. Um, a question here. I'm worried about Richards. I'm uh, worried that Richardson won't even play um, both of the double game round games if he comes in because you've got players like Kelly and Morris um, on your reserves. I, I kind of agree. It makes me feel really nervous, and, and I think you do it right on the round if you want to take a punt on Richardson if he if he gets gets himself fit. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you can't pick him. Uh, you can't pick him round one. I think you've got to trade him in. Yep, I agree. Um, I've oh, hang on, let me I have to click on this one because it's long. Um, I feel like my team is messy now. Should I delete it and start again with a fresh canvas? Uh, if you if you don't like it, I think you you clear it and you reset it and you start again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, sometimes when we're like going, oh, no, I'm 4K short of that one, and I do this, and that means I can't, I've got a shitty person on my bench. Just delete it and go again with your pure thoughts that you want of the players you want, and you you might be able to get the funds to work out and the balance of your team. And look, it's winners before round one, go for your life. You know, delete away and start again. Um, we talked, we've got Usman Kadir impact on others. Um I think being a fourth international, it is going to impact um, Faruqi, possibly. Not, not guaranteed. Could, they could go Faruqi for both of the games ahead of Kadir, but the fact that they signed him um, and they're probably, you know, a, a, an attacking spinner short because of Tanvir Sanger being out, um, I think there's a chance that Kadir plays. Um, and it, it definitely hurts. I think it hurts Kadir and Faruqi because there's no guarantees in there. And it's certainly you know, hurts um, yeah. I'm answering the question. Yeah, no, I agree. I, oh, you're answering. I'm so confused. Sorry. No, I'm, you're, you're supposed to be answering him, but I'm a hog. I'm just a bloody hog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, yeah, Sanger affected badly. Um, 
what was his name? Kadir affected badly. Faruqi affected badly. Chris Green affected badly. Um, Mick Andrew affected very positively because they didn't sign an all-rounder. Um, I think that's the main takeaways from this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, oh, this one is actually directed at me. Ado, I know that you're a creature of habit, but can you release your potty today? I have a big afternoon drive. All right, I will... I normally I am I'm I'm on the spectrum so I re- I usually re- release it every time on a Friday and I usually release my little graphic things on the same day re- religiously um but I'll I'll release it a day early if you want and you got a long drive um <laughs> that's my questions in full All right well as I uh my agreement remembered a couple of hours ago to put out questions let's see how much success we have all right yeah, this is from Steve Soden on Twitter. Um, awesome work, lads. Is Dry Richardson's current injury status a concern for the round two double? I currently have him stashed on the bench. Uh, could he even be rested for one of those games? I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I do find it odd that they, they uh, you know, uh, I find it odd if you rest someone after one game, but it's always a possibility. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think stash is definitely out for me. The stash is out, I reckon. Just find, um, you know, a faff or if you want, like what I've got set up there with Mitch Marsh. Um, Look, and I'll still probably take a punt on him in round two. They do have a really good, um, some backup, you know, pace bowlers. And they're experts, the old scorchers, at sort of managing and getting themselves through to that final. Um, so yeah, I'm slightly worried about Jai Richardson just a little bit. And I would have loved if he just played this game before the big bash and we were like, all right, well, the heels on the mend it's, you know, and he's playing at least. So tight, tiny bit of worry for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's see the other question I have here. I've come ill prepared. <laughs> um, oh, and now here we are. All righty. So the other question I have here is um, would you go Riley Rousseau or Matthew Jilks? Uh, well, I mean, I'm seeing those, um, you know, T10s and stuff. Rousseau's not really doing sensationally well there either. Um, I, I don't know. It depends if, if you're putting Jilks down in your bat and you've got two other keepers. I reckon Jilks is really handy then because – you can effectively, if you're going with Jilks and Inglis and no other keeper in your bat position, um, you're, you're going to lose a double game round player from round two because you're going to either have to play Jilks or Inglis. Um, having having him down in the bat is not the worst idea. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and the other one is, okay, this is a bit of a broad question, but what which Perth players would you start with? And which Perth players would you pick up by trading in round in for round two? Yeah, I think um, now I would probably bench Marsh or Faf or you know the second bowler that you want, whether it's Mills or Ty. I'd hold off on Richo and probably ideally I'd hold off on Mitch Marsh because it's two hundred and forty k, two hundred and forty plus k. So. You know, but you can still do it. If if you can do it, you can do it because everyone else is like, well, how do I get Mitch Marsh for round two? If you've already got him, you're buying, you know, you've, you're getting, you know, you've already, you, you've already made the budget. You made the budget already. So um, 
I would just hold off on on Richardson, and I would probably, you know, ideally hold off on Mitch Marsh. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the final one that I've got here is a bit of a joke. Um, what are your thoughts on Jack Callis as an option for round one? <laughs> <laughs> well, get him in. He was a great all-rounder, wasn't he? He'd be great for Supercoach, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, he was a weapon. Um, he would have been yeah. a, a, just a little bit too early for the old uh, T20s, but he would – oh, well, he played a little bit, didn't he, I think? Yeah, he played He played in, in like, BBL5, like, yeah. BBL4, BBL5, I think. Yeah, that's right. But well, yeah, and he was pretty he good then. Just like Mitch wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, let's move, move it on to um, – the, the thing we covered at the start of the show, some of the basics um, to answer the many questions that we've been getting through to some of the things that we refer to. When I say I've what people, someone's like, why have you got Shadab and Nisa in your starting lineup? Because I'm really nervous about players like um, Hales, that he could cop, cop a golden first ball. Um, and in that event, I can make a decision whether I want to have a go at him on in round two of their double game round, or I can play Shadab Khan thinking, well, in his one game, he's going to bat a bowl and outscore Hales. Um, let's answer these questions. You know, we'll run through you. I'll ask them like I'm asking you, and then I'll add on to it what I think. Um, what is a loop? What is a loop? Okay. So I'm assuming we're talking about bench loops here. Mm-hmm. A bench loop is where you um, you place the emergency on someone on your bench and then that person on your bench, you want to be playing in the earlier games of the round. So let's look at round one, for example. I've put Joe Burns as my batting emergency. Now, he plays in the first game of the round. So that makes it easier for me to loop him in. And what that means by looping him in is that I will sacrifice a player that plays later on. So in this situation, I might sacrifice, say, Shadab Khan, if Joe Burns scores really well, let's say Joe Burns scores 70 points in the first game, I earn Shadab Khan, I say, I'm going to bench Shadab Khan so that I can get Joe Burns' points. Now, how do I get Joe Burns' points? I need to have a player who isn't playing in the big bash or isn't going to play in this round to uh, put into my starting lineup. So essentially, looping is... Using a non-playing enough, essentially, to uh, score points or to uh, activate the emergency and to score points from the emergency. Yep. Um, So look for a blue dot. That's the person you need to be bringing in if you're happy with the person on the bench that you've got an emergency on. I see some people that have gone like, why couldn't I get that emergency score? Because they've got the emergency on both of their players in the batting. That doesn't work either. You get the lowest score, don't you? I think in that instance. So have one emergency in bat, one emergency in bowl, one emergency in keeper. Um, And, you know, you can get a look at that player who, who plays that early game. And if you've got a blue dot that you can bring in, um, if you're happy with their score, if you're not happy with their score, just play the person in your starting lineup because you've got a whole team, a batting team of, of playing batters. Just stay with it if you're not happy with the Larkin score who's got the emergency. So only one loop in in per position. Make sure that you've got a blue dot to bring them in. Um, so 
that's the next question. What do we mean? What, what do we mean when we say we're going to get a look at a bench loop in an early game? Um, it would be silly for us to be putting, say, the striker on the bench, um, and then you know thinking we're going to pull out a star because the strikers play after them. You've got to always make sure that your bench loop is somebody who's playing before the person that you're going to have to run with if if your loop doesn't go off. Um, so. Picking a loop from later in the round is never a go for you. So when we say me, for instance, oh, I've got Shadab up in the top and I've got Michael Nisa in the in the bottom, my two loops are going to be players that play before those players that I'm willing to sacrifice. So in the case of Hales, he plays the first game. I've At the moment, I've got Harry Conway as the reserve on my bench. And I just said he doesn't play the first game, but he does play before Michael Nisa. So if I'm happy with um, Conway, I can still do the loop uh, and bring him in for Nisa. So all I've just made, all I've made sure is that my loop always plays before the person I'm going to take out of the, um, out of the team. If you've got a blue dot like Cooper Connolly or Jai Richardson in the first round, they will be available for you to loop in for the entire round. So you don't have to worry about them locking out because the Scorchers in round one don't play a game at all. And we're, you know, Cooper Connolly and Jai Richardson are Scorchers. Whichever team is on the bye, they're not going to close out until the end of the round. So you can loop them in for the whole round as your loop player. Um, Why do we start a non-player in keeper? So obviously this is a question in relation to us playing Inglis and having Jilks on the bench with an emergency on him. Why do we do that? So we do that because it's a free uh, shot at a vice-captain loophole. So a vice-captain loophole works when your captain doesn't play, which means your vice-captain's points get doubled. So let's say that I have vice-captain Daniel Sams and he plays in the first game. Let's say he scores 110 in that first game. All right? What I will do is I will move the captaincy onto Josh Inglis. And then because Josh Inglis isn't playing, I will get Daniel Sams' points doubled. And that's how the vice-captain loop works. And that is why we play Josh Inglis over Matt Jilks because I will still get Matthew Jilks' points because he's my emergency keeper. Yep. Unlike the batting and the bowling where there's a couple of choices for you, that's why you have to indicate which one you want as your emergency. That's not the same for keeper. There's only two spots there. So if you've got an emergency on the keeper and you've got a non-player in your starting lineup, you will get that emergency keeper. You do have to make sure you've got them clicked um, with the emergency on them. So in the case of round one, Josh Inglis, you just start him and have your reserve on uh on on Jilks or Joe Clark, whatever you, or, yeah, on uh, Joe Clark, you'll be getting him anyway. Um, and that's, that's why we do that. Um, that's why we talk about in round two, if you've got no um, keeper down in your bat, you're going to have to choose between jo- Josh Inglis and Jilks, which one you want to play because you can't play them both. You can only play one keeper. You can only get one keeper score. Um, so there you go. That's um, getting a look. Well, why do we start a non-player keeper? Um, why do we want an NPR, a non-playing reserve? Well, we just referred to that for looping purposes. Some teams, um, even some you know really well-known um, and smart super coaches are not all for an NPR. In round one, we know the Scorchers, they're NPRs anyway because they're not playing in that round. And there's usually a team on a buy most rounds 
say round four, there's not. <laughs> so in yeah. that round, what are those people who don't have an NPR? What, what, what are you going to face if you don't have an NPR and why would you have an NPR? All right. If you don't have an NPR, you've basically got 16 playing players. Now that might sound good and for some people it is, but this means that you can't capitalise on um, your bench, you know. You, can't, you have to make critical start to sit decisions every week, which make your life, I would say, borderline living hell because you have to live with the decision no matter how badly or well it goes. Um, and so I put, put it this way, I would much rather have the decision made for me by having an NPR and just being able to bench loop than having 16 players and most likely sit the two guys that score tons and play the guy that scores 20. Yeah. If you've got 16 players, you only have 11 chances to score because you've got a starting lineup there. Um, and if just say you've got a reserve on one of your players on the bench and they play, how are you going to bring them on? You can only bring them on with a blue dot. You can't bring that person into your team because you're if as long as you've got an 11 with starting players, they'll be the 11 scores that you get. What I like about an NPR is I get 13 chances around. You get 11 if you've got a starting 16 because you're, all of your players are live. I don't have 16 live players, um, so I can have a look at 13 players. I, I, I've got that set up in round one so that I can get a look at my 11. Yeah, I can be. I can get the scores from 11 of my starting lineup or the two players that I've got on my bench. That's what an NPR is good for. Some players, I've early teams. I had two NPRs. I went with two low bottom dollar forty two Kers. What I've done now is I've got one in Cooper Connolly who can be my loop every week, um, and I've gone with just relying if I want a second loop on the team that's on the on the buy. But I'm going to have some loop options, and I'm going to get thirteen players to pick from every week. Um, what does updating trades mean? That's a feature that we've probably played with in the um, NRL. If you had 16 um, players and you just say you had a reserve on Jilks on the bench and he scored 150 and you had 16 players, you could go and update one of your players on your bench into an NPR and then do the loop mm-hmm. if you like. Um, that's a feature that you can do in tools on your um, on your desktop or on your, on your home screen. Um, and you can do it mid-round. So just say... Uh, let's say I'm I'm having a look at Hales on the bench and he absolutely goes off. So I I'm I the player I was nervous at I don't have to be nervous about now because they've gone great. If I wanted to update Shadab Khan because he's just that person that I wanted to rely on, if Hales failed, I could update him to Joe uh, to Salt or whatever for the next round. Make my update my trade to make a change. Um, on the on the run. Um, for a player who hasn't played yet. Um. That's in the lead up to round one. Or if you've made trades into round two, just say you've traded in um, Jai Richardson in round two and he gets ruled out, you know, before the start of the game, you can go into that tools and you can update your Jai Richardson trade and bring in time or mills. So you don't have to suffer um, with every choice that you make in the game. Anything on? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, updating so, trades? No, um, you covered it all. Uh, it's a small feature, but it's a really useful feature. Um, just makes it easier for newer players, I think. 
Yeah, and I can sort of look at scenario. I can make I'm I, each week. I want to probably use nearly all my, all three of my trades. I can make those trades, but sometimes depending on what my bench loop does or um, what happens in the lead up to game. Like if it's a washout, for instance, just say you brought in when you made your trades, you. Um, grabbed a player and then that game looks like being a washout, you can go into tools and update that to a player who's um, playing later in the round and that you were thinking about and you don't have to, there's no, not those horrible implicate, you know, repercussions of making the trades live in the past. When you'd make the trades, you had to just wear them. Um, whereas now you have some maneuverability to make um, additions all live through that tools on your, on your home screen. Um what do we mean if our bench loop comes off we'll update it oh yeah well that i just said that if hails went off i don't have to rely on my safety blanket shadab khan who i've got in my team of course i probably would still keep shadab khan because i want him but i could actually change my tact of what i want to do uh, i can say well that little i had that safety blanket of shadab for hails hails has come off so that worked he's game one now I'm going to pump up my numbers for round two. I'm going to keep the momentum going. So Shadab now is going to become Phil, for Phil, Phil Salt because I'm, I am going to be looping in. It's like I'm going to be taking out Shadab, but now it's going to be Salt, who's a great addition to my round two numbers. That's how I would update the trade based on what happens with my bench loop. So, um, you know, I could do the same with Harry Conway. Just say Harry Conway, who I've technically got in there now as my loop goes off. I don't need Nisa anymore, so I could change him um, to whoever I want. I could, you know, go to a player who – a Brisbane Heat player. Or, yeah. So basically that's it. Um, what are the boosts? Um, well, we talk about it when we – in the Honey Ball magazine, so we'll just touch on it lightly. You can talk us through the boosts. All right. Um, the way I plan to use my boost is – Well, what are, the boosts? Of, what, what are the what boosts? What are the boosts? Yeah. Okay. We'll start out there. Uh, the boost is basically the opportunity to do an extra trade in three rounds. So there's going to be three rounds where you can do four trades, and they don't come out of your. Uh, you got to you got to use them at some point. There's no point saving your boosts. You just got to use them whenever you need to. Um, there's no real saving trades in Big Bash. Uh, if you just if you don't do three trades in a round, then that trade just disappears. You just don't need it. You just don't ever use it. You don't get another opportunity to use it either. Yep. Uh, and the thing that the way I would use a boost is like you might want it round one, round two, sorry, getting in these scorches. You might say, look, I don't think I can get everyone with three trades. I might need four, four trades to just to get, you know, your Mitch Marsh, your Faf, and your Jai Richardson, as well as maybe a pod scorcher. Who knows what you've got up your sleeve? But that's how I would approach it, essentially. Um, you can only use one yeah. per round. You can't go after round one and say, hey, I've got my team really wrong. I'm going to use all three of my boosts in round one. Um, yeah, uh, in round two, you can't. You can use one per round. Um, and I agree with you. I think it's a strategic move. I, I kind of think it might be wise to have one. Last year, for instance, when COVID led, you know, and if a player gets COVID this year, he could be a late scratching or he could be a scratching on a double or whatever. You know, you might have to use a boost to cover an emergency. That's why they're in there. Um, but you can use it strategically as well with pl expensive players like Mitch Marsh and Faf, you know, and Ty, um, you may not be able to make three go into three, but you could probably make four go into three and a cheapie or three and a 60 K. That's when a, you, you could use a boost 
to get the funds to get the players that you want. Um, also, like just say you're going in with six Thunder, the Thunder go off into a buy in round three, um, and that's going to be hard to offload all of them. Some people will just probably offload three of them, four of them, or whatever, and you'll you know you'll have um you know, two that you sit on your bench. Um, but you may find that you need to get rid of more of them, you know, for your funds to work. Getting rid of six players from one team is hard. That's why we say don't go with too many stars because they go into a buy in round two. So if you had six stars in round two, you're screwed because you can only get rid of three of them or four if you use a boost and you're still going to still have two of them left over. So when you go in with massively high numbers, and it probably makes sense with Thunder because they've got back-to-back doubles, you could strategically, right on the cusp of their buy, use a boost so that you can go with the extra number of Thunder that you want, if you like the Thunder players. But, you know, with the the signings, I reckon there's less Thunder to go for now. Um, but you, you get my point, is strategically is a good place to use it. Um, we, we already talked about how they would work. And when you, you should use them, I mean, I think that that's open to interpretation. I put in the article. I'm going to save it for the article. You can read it. I don't want to give away all my little expert tips in there, but um, a boost can help you fix a mistake as well. Um, You know, if you go and um, just say you've picked the wrong one, like you thought I'll go with um, Harry Conway and he doesn't even, he plays, you know, the first game and then gets dropped for the second game and he's not played, picked next round. You can adjust a mistake that you made. He he could essentially be enough or you could trade him out, um, use your boost to fix up a mistake. When I played um, NRL, I used a boost because I didn't quite get my starting team as well as I wanted. And some of the teams ahead of me were getting, getting away from me. I just used, I burnt, I burnt some boosts to get myself back to level playing field. Um, so, Boosts are there. They're there to use. Um, when we play in AFL and NRL, it's a very long season, so you've got to sort of spread them out. There's 13 rounds. There's no point saving them. Use them strategically when you when you can and when you when you want to. Don't be don't be too afraid. Don't be too too shy. Yeah, no. Nah. You, you just go all out, don't you? Like, there's no point holding back. Go hell to leather. Go all out. Have a bit of fun. Yep, I agree. All right, well, let's move it on to. Oh, whoops. I never get the sound effects right. That was my uh, danger, danger, danger. Lock him in. Anyone that we're, we're locking, I think there's more players that we've probably locked, uh, we faded off. Um, anyone that you're locking in to your teams now? <laughs> All right, I've got two names to lock in for you. Uh, Sean Abbott. Mm. I, I just, I, I love my team. Is still has uh, technically 11 double game players and I can still afford Sean Abbott because I could bench Sean Abbott if I needed to. I probably won't need to, but um, I have the luxury of being able to do stuff like that. And Sean Abbott is going to be a season keeper, I imagine, barring injury or higher honours, which I suppose could happen, but I'm not expecting it to. Um, the other lock I have is Factor Plus C when he enters the game. I think you've got to own him round one. Um, he won't play, but then he's your perfect loop heading into round two. Uh, he seems too good to not do well against what I would say an ever decreasing quality of Big Bash cricket. 
Yeah, good, good shouts. Um, look, I'm probably really not locked into a heap of players, I reckon. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, in the past, I was locked into Richardson. It's going to be Marsh or Faf. I really think getting one of those expensive scorchers is go. If you don't have an expensive scorcher on your bench, I reckon you could fall into some round two trouble. So I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have an expensive scorcher, whether it's Marsh or, um, or Faf Duplessis on my bench. Um, look, I have um, grown. Um, well, he's grown on me, McAndrew. I really, it was such a probably an unexpected name. You probably didn't expect me to say that. Um. And I just think having I'm I'm going with these Nathan McAndrews and these Nathan Coulton Isles, 100k. I'm going to get a look at one of them on the bench, whichever one I want. Um, you know, to save some money. I had Thornton in there, but I've just thought, well, instead of going Thornton, um, I'll go McAndrew or I'll go Nathan Coulton Isle. Part I have to just, you know, give in to my feelings and my waters that wanted Nathan Coulton Isle right from the start of the season. He's sort of like a knee. I like these batting at number seven and bowling their four overs kind of players. We don't have heaps of great all-rounders this year. And these guys have got a little bit of all that can wield the willow a little bit. You know, they're all in the same mold. Nisa, McAndrew, um, Nathan Coulton Isle. That's what I'm going with. That sort of type of player. Um, so I wanted a, a thunder because at the moment I've got um, four thunder, which I, sits well with me. If I didn't have McAndrew and I went um, somebody different, um, I'd be down to three thunder. And that sort of hurts me for round two. I mean, there was a period where I had five, um, you know, thunder when I had Faruqi in there. And I think I had another one on the bench instead of Nathan Coulton Isle. So um, yeah, um, that's what I'm going with as locks. I reckon. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. You know, I I really. It's gonna have to take some emergency news that McAndrew's fighting for his spot. Um, for me to go get rid of him. I reckon. I'm just calling him Nathan McWilly. He's he's my Willy <laughs> this year. I reckon he's just in great form and he's gonna be Willy. Lock. Yeah. Fading. There you go. I am fading Jason Sanger. Chris Green, Fazal Hark Faruqi, and Usman Kiddi. Usman Kiddi has come in and he's butchered the entire Thunder lineup outside of Hales, Rousseau, Sams, and maybe Jilks. Like, he has butchered everything that's good and pure. Like, <laughs> there's no polite way of saying it. Yeah. Um, Jason Sanger's got nothing to him now. Um, Fazal Hark Faruqi might not even get a game. And Chris Green, whatever appeal people thought there was for him, has just vanished because he's going to be a bit part bowler, just keep him down and end. He'll go for six and over and not much more, not much less. Yep. Uh, I'm probably in the same boat as you. There was a time where times were good when Faruqi came in. Um, Kadir's ruined everything. So here you go. You can have one of these. I mean, I've gone outside the box with Nathan McAndrew, but um, I really feel no confidence going for, I mean, it's such a shit feeling when you pick somebody for a double and they don't play the second game, you know, unless they braid it in the first one. I, and I just have real sort of feelings like that's a possibility because um, he's an international. These teams, 
you know, the Sam Hain is a covering for when others go away, Faf's in because he's replacing one, so he's automatically into the team. These ones that have got four, I mean, unless we heard that Kadir was not available at the start and he was in coming in round three, I'd be all over Faruqi again because four doesn't go into three. Um, yeah. And that's a huge um, worry for me. Um, I jumped off Sanger as well. Um, the form's been no good. The signing of a spinner worries me. Uh, you know, attacking sort of um, wicket-taking spinner. Um, and I've gone off the plan of Jai Richardson to start the year on the bench. I'm worried about that injury. I'm worried enough to just not, you know, do it. And, and even um, I'm going to probably gauge... I want to hear some chat from coach that he's fully recovered. I want to hear some positive words in the lead up to round two. That makes me say he's, I feel like he's a good chance at both of these games. Look, they've got some pretty good options in Ty and Mills, you know, like you said, even um, old mate spinner, you know, he's been good as well. Hats of glue. I mean, I don't know if hats of glue is going to get a go because Agar is going to be in there, isn't he? And um, they like those, you know, they've got a, such a great pot pace bowling attack. It, it's it, whatever they do, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Like, mm. uh, I, I'm not necessarily super confident that he's going to play. Um, but I, I just don't, I think they went with spin a lot, they went with two spinners a lot last year, and Hatsuko's form might get him over the line ahead of Matt Kelly. Yeah, maybe. Um, Oh, fading-wise, I'm just, you know, there's so many players that have got me nervous. I see these figures of um, T10s popping up and Hales is getting golden ducks and so is Rousseau. Um, Look, they're experts in this competition. Um, you know, if if I were to get rid of Hales and Rossell, I'd have two Thunder. So at least on roll, um, they've got good roles in their team, so they're worth a pun. Um, interesting question, I guess, we probably haven't touched on much because it's been so – we've just had it all basic, um, the same thing. Um, any thoughts on a VC and C? Is it still going to be Sam's into Rashid Khan for you? Yeah. I think the Willie News confirmed that to me. Uh, the thought that they probably won't pick Cameron Boyce as well for the strikers, it just makes sense to pick Rashid Khan. It makes sense to vice-captain Daniel Sams. I think I'm set on that, and I'm barring any late injury news. Yeah, look, I don't. I, I like being risky on a double, on a... Um... VC. So the only other person I'd consider is Hales or maybe a Rossell if you really want. Um, but I think Sam's is the safety pick. Um, and I think that Rossell Hales, Hales, he could cop a golden duck or he could score a hundred. So he's perfect VC material because he could get you off to a flyer. Um, I really think I like to go safer with the captain. That's why my captain will be Rashid Khan. There will be some people that are having a bad round um, that might go to Matt Short, I reckon, if they're behind the eight ball. If you're playing in the middle of the, you're feeling good and your round's going well from other people you see it in head-to-heads and stuff, um, I reckon Rashid Khan is a no-brainer for captain. Um, anything else for um, chatting on the show? Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. There's no real very, very recent news, so I think we're... We're good to go. Yeah, no, still signs. So that's going to hurt one of the pace bowlers um, that people were thinking of in the strikers. Um, we it's big news with Faf. I want to see what he comes in on the you know in the 
price point for the old super coach. But that's everything for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. A pretty action-packed week. I kind of think, uh, you know, before I'm writing up our run sheet, you know, I'm going, oh, we're going to have enough to talk about this now that we finish the team previews. But, of course, we bloody well do because it's news galore. Yeah, always. There's just It's never a dull moment if it's big bash pre-season. Yeah. Well, Nathan, thanks as always for chatting, Super Coach. We'll talk to everybody next week. Maybe we'll have Ben from Honeyball on. Oof. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Tight. Oh! It's four. Oh!